Welcome back, good people, to another episode of the Bad Signals Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 26th. Is that the date, Steve? That is the date, April 26th, 11 days from tax day. So, you know, I know I got it down. 11 days after tax day. That's true. That's true. All right. Sorry to clarify that. Steve, have you... Steve's having some issues compiling his bets for the IRS because the <laughs> IRS is not going to know that he's going to win it on some $15,000, just like mega baseball, NBA, NFL draft parlay. But we are here at the Bad Signal Podcast to help you through that. And as always, it is sponsored by the good people at Better Edge. Get the edge with no fee sports betting. Steve has, has done very well recently. I have been on a absolute heater with baseball. I cleaned up the last couple of weeks. I did decide in honor of Willie G to bet a puck line. And I, I lost in the last second. It was like the, the San Jose Sharks. Oh, it was the Las Vegas Knights against the San Jose Sharks. And they were favored by like minus 330 on the money line. I was like, oh, minus one and a half on the puck line. That's an easy one. And the, like, they got a garbage time goal. San Jose did. And I, I lost my, uh, my 40 bucks, which kind of sucked. Hockey is tough with that. Like hockey. So like the thing about the NHL is that they're like plus 300 underdogs that win every night. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So it's, it's very hard. And like, if you're going to take the minus one and a half could be your best friend or it could kill you. Cause the empty net goals are the empty net goals that ha- they happened in the last like 12 seconds to 12 seconds of the game. I know. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's soul crushing to, to watch. Just take the Oilers over every single time and you'll, you'll probably come out with money a, a lot of the time. They Every time I look, they hit an over. It's ridiculous. Every time that I fade the Boston Red Sox, I win. That is uh, my new favorite bet of the season. Uh, this is, fading, is fading the Red Sox. Fading the Red Sox. Um, I took, well, I took your bet on Orioles. It was plus, plus 200 on better like it was like plus yeah it was like 202 plus. or something i i won about 200 bucks with that i bet 75 on the pirates money line i saw that that was a nice hit yep i that think that, was nice yeah, that was that capped out that i made 300 in two days i got that i i'm playing it safe today i'm doing uh marlin's money line it's minus 125 over uh the washington nationals that's what I you're doing to, today. I need to get, I need to get my, uh, my bank. Cause I, you know, I, I go in, I cash out and then I, I gotta get things, I gotta get things rolling, get again. things moving again. Yeah. Like I, so I've been, I had a, I had a great first like week and a half. And then last weekend, everything starts coming down to the back to the mean a little bit. So I've been yeah, losing, yeah. like I've lost Regress, some heart. Regressing back to the regressing mean. I feel like back that, to that the is mean. the, uh, that's the official mathematical business school term yeah and like and i've had some like tough ones too like i've had some tough losses where it's like like yesterday i had guardians or cleveland baseball team whatever you want to call them i had them on the money line for the first five yeah and so i had them on the money line first five and if if they just get out of there with the tie i get the money back it's a push right on on FanDuel, but they gave up one in the bottom of the fifth so i lost that one nothing um i lost sunday sunday was just brutal I, I don't even remember what i had but i went oh and two once oh the that was the reds had lost like 10 in a row and i took them to win they lost they oh won. and then so i also saw someone comment and they were like yeah bro i'm fading you on this one because typically that continues yeah i mean like nobody knows when the losing streak's gonna and they were favored why were it was a team that lost 10 in a row favored like that you take that line every single time if i went yeah. back in time i'd do it again yeah. but um 
today I I said on Twitter that I wasn't making any official plays, but but um I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm gonna take the I'm looking at first five over on Astros and Rangers because that pitching matchup is like absolute abysmal. It's it's just yeah, abysmal. It's terrible. Um, I so I'm either gonna take the first five over on that, or I might just go Astros first five um, on the minus on the minus a half um, okay. because they're. I mean, both pitchers stink, but the Texas can't pitch a lick. That kid, that guy. I'm sorry, he's terrible, but. He'll probably he'll definitely strike me out because I'm not a major league baseball player. But that's not the point. He stinks. His ERA is like a seven and a half. That he's going to get mashed today. So, can I get your thoughts on um, the Minnesota Twin Savior Buxton? He, if he stays healthy, he he's if, a, he's, a if he stays healthy, he might win MVP. Okay. Honestly, isn't he, plus, we, isn't he, isn't he at like plus two thousand right now? He to start the season, he was plus twenty five hundred. But wow. the uh, Here's the thing with him. We always knew he had the tools. He always had the ability. It was always staying healthy, right? It's always health. And I that's mm-hmm. why I didn't place a future on him because I still it's only we're only two or three weeks into the season now. And he, he's already been like dinged up a little bit. But he plays center field. He's running around a lot. He might get hurt. If he gets hurt, then he's probably not gonna win the MVP. But if he could put it all together. That guy might be the best player in baseball. I'm I I have a hot take on this. I okay. don't know if Mike Trout is the best player in baseball anymore. Like <gasps> definitively. I listen. I those guys go through their he's a four hundred million dollar man. They're gonna go through their waves. Yeah, I just think I just don't know if you could definitively say he is the best player in the world because baseball, although their marketing team does a terrible job at this, baseball is in a really awesome place talent wise they have a lot of young yeah. talent yeah. buxton being one of those guys i mean you still got vladdy you got otani's a, a stud you got guys everywhere i mean that whole the whole blue jays lineup for like it's i ridiculous. mean ridiculous like bo bichette like guys like that i mean so i don't know like he's great i know trout's great i don't know if you could definitively say he's the best player i mean you got soto acuna is coming back like this is gonna be this is a year. They, baseball's in a great place. If they just knew yeah. how to market, call me. Yeah. We'll talk. Um, okay. You know, that's it. <laughs> you got to go check out Steve on the TikTok. Steve's killing the uh, killing the TikTok game in terms of you know all his jokes with uh, with parlays and bets. I had a good one him, today. You can see him with his signature hat, matching <laughs> jacket. His wife apparently got really mad. She needed to make sure that it matched. She today. did not like the. No pull i had like a golf pullover on she's like it doesn't go with your hat well, i was I like likes, i hope she likes my outfit i'm going um i'm going uh canadian tuxedo for the game tonight there you go there you go let's let's get into some nfl draft discussions mm. there's a lot of money to be made here but a lot of people are still just kind of questionable i don't think that in the in the many years that i've covered the nfl draft that we have seen shifts and moves of players dropping and falling in the top three, it's usually you go into and you know one, two, and three. Typically, those tend to be quarterbacks. Those tend to be quarterback needy teams. Um, uh, the free fall, free fall. Aiden Hutchinson seemingly climbing back up into that top two. I think you can get Aiden Hutchinson number two overall pick at plus two twenty odds right now. I know a lot of the different books will change their numbers. You got to shop around because. You could find numbers that people will pull out of nowhere. 
Um, I, I've seen some of my some of my sharps on Twitter were comparing numbers and odds, and they're all over the place right now. But the over-unders to me are the best value. And I would say the best value for me right now looking at this board is a guy that we have talked about ad nauseum and you love or you now hate is Sauce Gardner, the soft man, the, you know, the, the, the shutdown corner. Is there a shutdown corner in the NFL that remains? Is that needed? You think about there's going to be a run of a lot of talented wide receivers in this draft. Um, we can talk about that in the first round. But when you're looking at a guy like Sauce Gardner, the first cornerback to get taken off the board, uh, you, you look at those odds, you're going to be looking at three, four dollars to one. Um, you know, that's, you know, you're not going to want to get the value there. But where the value really lies is more of that over under four and a half. I would take the under on Sauce Gardner four and a half because I think at number four, the New York Jets are going to be taking Sauce Gardner. You think about who is in that division. You got Stefan Diggs. You have Tyreek Hill. You have whoever the Patriots are going to slot as their number one wide receiver. Um, when the Jets were good, they had Darrell Revis and Revis Island. And I think that the it is imperative for the New York Jets to take talent um, in that secondary because they're going to be needing it. And, you know, and if you take that under on four and a half, you're going to hit that right there. And I think that makes you happy because Sauce Gardner, that means, does not go to the New York Giants. Yes. And it's not that I don't like Sauce Gardner as a player. Um, I just don't – I I wouldn't take a cornerback in the top in the top five. That's me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just – I'm not – I think that the way the, the rules are in the league that – you're better off like build your line first, like because you can't touch a guy for five yards. They call like tacky pass interferences, like even even like Trayvon Diggs, right? Seemingly everybody is like, oh, this guy's incredible, and then you look yeah. and he's given up like the most like hundred yard games in the last two years. Apparently, that's what I read the other day. Don't know. I got to double check that stat. So yeah. if I'm wrong, don't kill me. But I'm just saying, I don't know. Like I don't I don't know if I'm taking a corner top five. If I'm the Jets. The Jets just need talent in general, right? But like, what's the, what's the, what is the, <laughs> I was going to say, what's the sauce for oh! them to actually, for them to actually take a corner, right? Yep. But like, it's like, you'd have to have, you'd have to have all the, you have to basically say, I'm committing to Becton, which I don't know why they wouldn't at this point. Yeah. There's like, there's a lot of talk about them trading him and taking uh, Icky from uh, NC State yep. here. But yes. But I, I just don't, I don't know. Like if you're the Jets, I feel like they need an edge rusher more than, I guess if you, if your top two choices at edge go off the board, then like you go sauce. at four. Well, so I'm thinking one, two, three in this draft, it should be edge rushers. You know, well, I mean, they're I, saying Trayvon Walker is going to be the number one pick now. So you're Trayvon Walker, number one pick, um, Hutchinson, number three, number two, and I, I don't know who you're gonna take, and then who is Johnson number three? Jermaine Johnson. Johnson. I, I, you know, I, I, that's the thing. A lot of these things have just constantly changed. Um, the New York Giants are apparently enamored with uh, with Charles Cross, and they got that five and the seven pick. I think it's gonna be one one of those picks will be Charles Cross. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so I, I was I read I was reading about this like to prep for the show. They need. They have to go offensive lineman, regardless. That's yeah. that. That isn't done. But now, like Andrew Andrew Thomas has proved that he was actually a good pick, so he's been really good at left tackle. So you need a guy 
that can actually play right tackle. What I read was that they ran cross through a bunch of drills to see if he could actually play right tackle, and they came away very satisfied. So yeah. that's why they are looking at him, and they're very high on him. But at the same time, I I le- I love Evan Neal, and Evan Neal has experience on the right side, like in real game situations. Yeah. And I I think he's the best. I think he's the best tackle in the draft. I know everybody um, is high on Aquanu. Aquanu is a, a mauler, though. Like he's very good in the run game. He's not so great in the pass game. He's a mauler. He's big, and that obviously could be taught. But I just feel like Neil is like you plug him in day one starter wherever you put him. He's he's ready to go. He's instant protection for for your offense. I don't know. I I don't know enough about Cross, and I don't know if I know Cross hasn't played the right side. That's what I know, and I know it's different. And a lot of these guys have trouble switching sides. So if I'm the Giants, I'm taking Evan Neal, but I'm not in the Giants front office. So at the end of the day. Like I, they do need to go offensive lineman, and I know they're enamored with this kid Cross, but I think Evan Neal is as close to like stock lock him in for ten years on your line as there is, like as there ever will be in a draft. The interesting discussion to be had is about these quarterbacks. That obviously a lot of people saying, okay, so hold out and wait until twenty twenty three and see what you can get, but um, it, there's favorites for more than three and a half quarterbacks. More than three and a half quarterbacks to be taken in the first round is at minus 115. So, you know, the question is, where does Kenny Pickett go? Where does Malik Willis go? Do you think that Kenny Pickett goes to the Panthers at six? I think Kenny Pickett goes to the Panthers. I think Malik Willis will go to the New Orleans Saints. I so, don't think they're entirely sold on on Jameis Winston. I think that they they could use, you know, someone. I I don't I, I think I'm I think a lot of people are high on him there, and I think that would be a great fit. Yeah, I mean so I, the thing about Malik Willis, and and this is pro, this is my opinion, I think if you're going to talk uh, ceiling, he's got the highest ceiling, right? Yeah, he has I to have agree. the highest ceiling out yeah. of all these guys. Like he might be a little bit raw, and he might not be, he might not be seasoned and everything there right now, but he definitely has the potential in the next few years to be a star in the league if you know yeah. given the right opportunity if he's brought along the right way so bringing him into new orleans is that a situation where like he sits the whole year behind Jameis, or what, i think like, so because like, if he I think sits any, year, I, I don't think i mean are, are we dead set now we're going to be approaching year number two where trey lance is going to be sitting behind jimmy garoppolo because we know they're not moving him right they're too scared to move him so um, is he going to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment behind Brett Favre? Possibly. Uh, I don't. I don't think any. I really. It's just. It's so hard to say. It's so hard to say because if Tyrod Taylor did not have, uh, you know, a, a doctor that in, inadvertently injected him into his lung and had to sit out, then we wouldn't be sitting here talking about Justin Herbert. So, I mean, are these kids really ready to, to be first round? I, I, if you're going to be drafting a quarterback in the first round, which is, I mean, kind of the sad reality that there still will be teams, three teams, at least two, possibly four, that will take quarterbacks in the first round that won't be used for next year. Yeah, and I, I don't, I'm not a believer in, oh, let's just take a quarterback to take a quarterback because we need one even though we don't think he's very good that we saw the vikings do that with christian ponder had that work out oh my god right yeah like, like that it doesn't work that way it doesn't yeah. like you could piecemeal something together like none of these teams like carolina carolina uh i don't even know who else we talk about the saints or whatever the saints. they're not 
are the they Texans a quarterback away? The Texans are also in desperate need of a quarterback, but I don't. I think that they're I they're going to hold out. They have too many more. They have too many positions to fill, including offensive line, including defensive line. I mean, they they. I mean, got the Lions need a quarterback too. Uh, do you take Jared, a shot? Do you take a shot in the second round if Malik Willis falls? I do. Absolutely. I don't think Malik Willis falls though. That's the problem. No, people are talking about him going to the Steelers maybe too. Listen, I, I think speaking of that, the first team that is on my mind when I talk about the Steelers and a quarterback is an imminent trade for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield is is owed $18 million this year and with no contract on the next year. I, I think that, do you think that Baker Mayfield could be traded during the NFL draft? I do. I think there's a I, high, high possibility. I think he does get traded during the draft. Yep, I do too. Um, I think... And I think he's going to be the steal of the draft. He's the best quarterback in the draft. If he gets yeah, traded. exactly. Yes, <laughs> if he gets that's traded. the funniest part about all of this is that Baker Mayfield, yes, is the best quarterback in the draft right now. The thing, the only thing that I think is weird is like, I, or have they just been waiting for draft day? I know like Deshaun Watson has been on the team for a while now. So, well, you know, Baker Baker comes out with that weird interview where he's sitting there and his dog's like dying and he's you know saying oh i feel disrespected blah 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 this is like screams eminent holdout there's nothing else that they can do they can't i mean so the 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 apparently the pittsburgh steelers they said that the second that he gets caught they'll be the first in line to take him so why not make a day two draft trade for him i don't know what what their what their draft selections are i don't know what kind of an arsenal that they have to offer but i i would say that that would be that would be juicy for the for the Cleveland Browns to take. Is there a is there an uh, is there like a, a odds on if he gets traded? I I do not know, and maybe we will send this out to uh, to the good people of the Bat Signal podcast to go and investigate. Get but us get us the odds. Get us the odds for Baker Mayfield to be traded into yeah in the second round. Just in I just in, I just, just feel like second round. I feel like at this point it's inevitable. Yeah. Um, so a couple of odds that I think that you we can take advantage of right now. As I said, Agent Aiden Hutchinson going second overall. That's at plus 220. Sauce Gardner top five. That's plus 100. As I said, um, an under on the four and a half. That is also at plus odds. Uh, what else did I, did I take? The Bills to take a defensive back with their first pick. Plus 175. Wow. I, why not? I'm telling you, def defense, defense, defense. If what I'm reading is true, yes, then yes, that is. I mean, that's free money. There's a bunch of over unders that we will post tomorrow. If you uh, take a listen to our social, take a listen. If you take a look at our social media channels, there's a couple of things I want to pass over to you so we can kind of collectively look this over. Steve, um, are you excited for the draft this year or no? Um, so I'm a weirdo when it comes to the draft. I, I don't really love the draft, um, because everybody tries to make it like, and it's, this is an analyst or people that are in media. This is like your normal everyday fan that pays attention to the draft the week of everybody makes it like they've seen these kids play football before. Yeah. Um, and they make it like this is a great pick because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, you don't know if your team, you don't know anything. You exactly. don't know anything. You don't know if there was a good, I said this on Twitter yesterday. I said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but nobody knows how good your team's draft was until like week four to six. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. So, so like I, 
I'm not going to watch it. I don't do draft parties um, or anything like that. I get the updates on my phone. I don't have time to sit there and wait the entire, like, I don't have time to sit there and wait to see who's going to get their name called. I could just go look at a board the next day. Yeah. Um, what I will tell you I am excited about, though, is I'm excited to see what the new GM and head coach do in a draft that is probably going to, this is going to define their first, like, two years because they yeah. need to get this. They have two picks in the top 10. You got to get those right. Yeah. I mean, what about you? A lot, of, a lot of the pairs. Well, I mean, you know, so I used to work there. I was the NFL draft princess. Like I used to work on on site for them for a couple drafts in Chicago. And I used to be enthralled in, in everything. And the only thing that I can say is that um, by Bill Belichick trading away a fifth for two six, he's telling the entire Patriots drafting boardroom whatever they call it like the red room what do they call it the war room war room jesus see that's how that's how checked out i am um he's he's telling everyone in the war room that they are working the entire day saturday so expect a lot of draft down I, i'm more interested to see one when, when a team walks into the draft and they have so little picks and then they start trading down and strategically just picking up more and more draft players like the the Seattle Seahawks have done in years past, the Patriots. Um, I, I don't expect any big splashes, at least uh, until Baker Mayfield gets traded. There is right. some there is some breaking news that it's across my desk that's a little concerning. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. But Jimmy Butler says that he will not play in the Heat and Hawks game in Game Five tonight because of a knee injury. Uh, what? Excellent. Um, that is not good. I was and gonna say that sounds not great. I don't even know when he was injured, and so that is um, so it's like, hey, I'm in the middle of a show. Hey, how's it going? And then I'm, I'm sitting here and uh, looking at the uh, the slate of work that is ahead of me as well. Um, the NBA. How embarrassed are you for uh, Ben Simmons? Quite oh possibly the, the the worst excuse for an athlete of all time. I like you would think to make it as far as he has in basketball in a sport that you have to have some type of competitive bone in your body, and it doesn't yeah. seem that at all. Like that's embarrassing. Like, he didn't even he didn't even show up for the game. No, night. oh, with the with the other, yeah, he didn't show up for the game, but he also like he said, oh, I would never want to watch my team get swept, and this is so sad. And then he like wore some outfit that was like, your team is in all black. Don't wear like a clown suit. He was wearing like a blue and orange outfit. I saw that it stuck out that. like a sore thumb. I Kyrie just Irving, one of the funniest, one of the funniest things that in the last two games he was talking about not having continuity or when the team comes together and when that team comes together and it's really a shame of, you know, when they start to gel and go into the play, like, bro, that's because of you, you know, say, two like, weeks before the season, you said that you were not, you were not vaccinated. So then you're going through the entire season. Finally, while the postseason starts like really days before, then they will finally allow you to play. Okay. So, you know, you're a monster on the floor. Like you, you bailed, on Kevin Durant, you know, and then the, the season before you decided that you didn't want to play because you were so traumatized by the George Floyd protests that were happening in, in Minneapolis. Like I, I, I don't, I, he, he's such a problem and he's going to continue to be a problem. Great basketball player. Um, I, I will put an asterisk on that because um, you know, the, everything that has gone down, I really don't think that there is any positivity from, from any of the trades that have happened with 
the uh, 76ers and with the Nets because uh, James Harden, he's not really showing up 100% either for the for the Sixers who are have a 3-0 lead and are, are stepping into a game six with the Raptors. No, but at least he's on the court. I know he stinks right now, but at least he's like played games. Like Ben Simmons hasn't even seen the floor. Yeah. I saw, I saw it was funny yesterday. Like, I think it's Celtics Twitter because Celtics Twitter is hilarious at times. Celtics Twitter is, is the bane of my. So they, somebody posted yesterday. It was like a, it was the, the caption was Ben Simmons when, when Steve Nash asked him his availability for game four and it was a text message. Oh, it says manager. Manager. And it says, we're short staffed tonight. And it says, damn, that's crazy. Good luck, though. I was, I was, I was rolling. It was so good. Cause, uh, Cause like if you're Ben Simmons, the thing is the nets, the reason the nets, I the people that the books cleaned up on nets futures because oh pe- they had the nets like favored or top three, like all plus year. two. I think they were, they were the favorite at plus two fifty, And then it was also the Lakers. So don't yeah, feel like, bad for the sports books. No, they clean, they clean house, but they, uh, when the playoffs started, the Nets were plus 200 to win the series. The The Celtics were minus 140. And people were like, wow. oh, like hammering the Nets. And I saw this guy on TikTok and he's like, the books know something. This is a trap. This is a yeah. trap. Like, yeah, you should take the Celtics. And then I was thinking about this. The Nets don't play any defense, right? So yeah. like Ben Simmons just had to come back. Ben Simmons had to come back for about 10 minutes a game, maybe maybe 10 minutes a game to get like two or three stops and it's a different series, but he couldn't even do that. Yeah. Well, also too, when KD was directly guarded by um, Jason Tatum, I think he was like five for 13. Like they, oh the way God. that they, the way that the defense and the same thing goes for the heat and the way that they, Trey Young says, I, he hasn't been guarded like this. So, so hard on defense since high school. Oh, well, you know, too bad. Um, but yeah, like it's they, the playoffs. I mean, yeah, Steve Nash was his, his. I mean, his his entire lineup was all right. Go out there, Katie, shoot, and then and then we'll go see what happens. Like there was there was no game plan. There was no strategical like you know matchups or anything. And he tried the entire book. He even had Blake Griffin coming off. If you saw Blake Griffin last night, he was like a. I mean, I, I know he has red hair, but he was like a red tomato last night. They put him out here for like 25 minutes. He's got dude, I haven't seen 25 minutes all season. And they're like, he is exhausted. <laughs> it's like whole body is turning like allergic red because he can't breathe. He's trying his damnedest to stop the Celtics. It still didn't work. And um, you know, so I I got a question. Yeah. Do you think like this? I I feel like this kind of hurts KD a little bit when we look at him. Like he went to the Warriors. He went which to I, he, which I lost my mind when I he, knew. Yeah, he joined the seventy-two win team, and then he won a championship, right? Yeah. And then he left, and now the Warriors have a good shot at going to the NBA Finals without him. And he, with Kyrie, couldn't get out of the first round. I well, know. I also, I, I also think that. Listen, it doesn't it doesn't negate good drafting. That's this kid Jordan Poole, who they who they picked up in the draft, has become like the second coming. I mean, he's having an explosive year, and he stepped up when Steph Curry couldn't couldn't play with that ankle injury um, for quite some time. 
you know, and 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 the the, the Warriors have they drafted everyone. They drafted Curry. They drafted Clay Thompson. Draymond. They drafted Draymond Green, and they didn't they didn't have top five picks. You know, like they drafted them within the top fifteen, if I'm not mistaken, around like around draft pick ten. So, um, you know, it, it's it's all about the rebuilding process, and and it just goes to goes to show, which is makes me happy at least, is that like this whole idea of a super team is it it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You cannot go in there and and have guys who leave and go to max contracts and you know and KD wanted to go play with Kyrie. Now Kyrie will will they'll stick it out for you know a couple more years. But to be honest, with KD's like 34, 35, I'm pretty sure that he's got so many business investments. I don't think he really cares so much about his legacy. He's already a top 75 player in the NBA. So uh, it, does he care that much about what people say? No, he has a rings. I don't, I, that's just, that's, that's just my perspective. I, I think that it's more like he's the one that's not the, he's the one that's, that's bailing. He's got these other two players that are not, they just don't have the competitive gene. So what's he supposed to do? Yeah, I know. I get, I get what you're saying. I, Steph already proved he could win without you. Like, well, Steph is a better, I mean, yeah, Steph is a better player. And now, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think finally for the first time, you even look at this kid, Jose Alvarado, this is Grand Theft Alvarado. If you haven't seen it, he's a kid on the Pelicans team who like hides in the corner and he plays like 94 feet full court defense. And then he'll like run and sneak behind you and steal the basketball. It seems like a little legal to me. What is it? Like, a little bit like this, like this, like the Jose Alvarado thing, but you know, bringing back prolific offenses can be stopped by defense. So, you know, the best teams in the league right now, the Celtics and the, in the heat, they play defense. So, right. um, right. you know, time to start That's thinking thing. with your, time to start thinking with your head. You can't just put up 135 points a game. It's I mean, you can, but you can't, you can't give up 136. That's the thing. So that's that's Steve. That's Steve with the NBA. That's it. That's um, me with the NBA. That's it. yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of business, Twitter, and all that, you know, Kevin Durant has this podcast with Rich Kleiman, who have tried to invite on the show a few times. He's like, oh, you know, just I mean, he's just too cool for school. It's not really yeah. so high in my book, but um, you know, business and NFTs, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, Tom Brady and the man in the arena. Uh, their Brady NFTs have just dropped. Mm. First of all, who the fuck is wa still watching the show? No one. No one's watching the show. No one's watching the show. No one's watching the show. I didn't watch the show during the season. I had Gotham Chopra on here. I don't find it interesting. Tom Brady dropped the 10th episode. He said, hey, guys, sorry about the whole... Like, no one cares, okay? And you're dropping NFTs? But what is the NFT? Like, but I, but I, exactly. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, this series was so great and it won so many Emmys. I, I want to like keep a piece of it. What is the point? But what is it worth? What do you get? I, I don't I don't know. I don't understand NFTs. I don't. The only I, reason NFTs are going to. So NFTs. Okay, like 98% of NFTs are going to be worth nothing. It needs no. to have some type of real world utility with it. Like, so like, say like, like Gary V, right? He's he's these like little stick figure drawings things that he sold for like millions of dollars. Yeah. But you buy that. And then like with that, you also get access to like his live events or you get access to yeah, yeah. something else with him. That's like in the real world. Like that's why that works. I mean, now if something happens to Gary Vee, they're going to be worthless. But I'm just saying. But 
it's not it needs, be like a Basquiat. It's going to be worth like millions if he dies. But if, I don't know. Like the thing is like, <laughs> I don't know what you, if you're going to like, some people are just like, oh, I'm just going to make NFTs. I'm going to try and sell them for a lot of money because that's what people are doing. And they don't have an understanding yeah, yeah, that yeah. you need something attached to it to make it valuable. Like yeah. just a picture that you could upload anywhere. Oh, like, oh, it's not just any JPEG. It's, it's encrypted and I'm the only one that has it. Yeah, it's not worth anything. It doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't bring me cash flow. It doesn't, it does nothing. It just yeah. it sits there. Okay. So unless you're going to show me something with these Brady NFTs where like I will get a bunch of signed shit from Tom Brady yeah. with this or that, I don't know what, what it is. It's just, I think it's just he's trying to hop in on it and thinks because he has. He has a name. He's a big name. People will spend money for it. That's really you. It. Do That's you follow funny. him on TikTok? Did you think his uh, Jack Harlow TikTok was funny? Yeah, I think I think he's kind of funny. I mean, I think I he's he, kind of funny. I, I think, think he's, he's he he gets it. He gets it a lot more than people his age do. His, honestly, his TikTok. I mean, his his stuff is better than me. I don't. I don't like. I just don't understand it. I need a need a one on one. His look TikTok is not that difficult. You just gotta. You just gotta, I mean, I, I crushed TikTok, but yeah, this is gotta, but did you see my one today? No, I didn't go oh. check out, go follow Steve on TikTok, Steve Armato. Oh my, no, on no. TikTok. My one today on Instagram reels is like, is very funny. It's dynamite. I, okay. It, it's dynamite. You it's, know what? I love the creativity level of, of one Steve Armato is that it, everything continues to be even better and better every day. That's what creating good content <laughs> is all about. My last topic of the day also has to do with business. And speaking of Tom Brady and the man of the hour or the minute, the last one we are talking about, um, the Patriots are projected to have the second highest revenue intake of all teams. I think this is according to Forbes that in the next three years, the, the, the Cowboys are projected to make $1.1 billion in revenue. The Patriots are number two. So this bears the question. And the reason that Tom Brady had that rumor that he was going to go to the Dolphins, because um, do players deserve to have stake in ownerships? Like, should that be on the next CBA where a major player, if he has earned a certain amount of salary revenue, should he, and if he is a face of a franchise, like that, I believe is something that Brady is very interested in getting involved in because you think about that, the Patriots, even without him. Okay, so that's Bill Belichick, but Brady created that franchise, and now it's now it's going to be worth almost six billion dollars. Why shouldn't he have a stake in that? Yeah, I guess I guess if you're as big as Tom Brady, you can make an argument. That you, I mean, you could make an argument the same thing with Patrick Mahomes, with the Chiefs. I think. Wow. It's tough. I mean, that it's, it's just like that was I saw that and I'm, you know, I'm always very interested. I'm, I'm very, I'm very Darren Ravel business, sports business oriented. And I, I see certain things like that. And I say, you know what? Like, I kind of understand. I get it. But the thing is, I get it. Right. Because it's the same. It's similar to college athletes. Right. Like, yeah. for years, everyone's like, oh, like you're the only reason the school's making money is because they're coming to see studs play sports like yep. people paying tickets to come watch these kids dominate their sport and like be be awesome mm -hmm. and they're not getting paid but they're making the school millions so in these cases i was always for college athletes getting paid but now like it's it's a similar thing like brady if the if brady was never on if brady was never on the patriots like they would not be 
the Patriots now. As no, we know. well, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. And speaking of that NIL deals, they were saying that there are now going to be quarterbacks that are going to be worth eight million dollars in college because yeah. of the NIL deals. Yeah, I believe it. There's going to be that. It's going to be crazy, and like that's why Dabo Sweeney is like freaking out. But I mean. <laughs> You, Why? Because Dabo Sweeney can't get a cut of what these players are making. Like, I'm sure dude, he can. You make six million dollars a year living in a state with no taxes. Like, relax, dude. Yeah, like, you're doing fine. Relax, bro. Yeah, sit like, back and fine. watch the watch watch the money and the kickbacks go. As all your players are going to be making millions in the NFL with the NFL draft on Thursday. I'm kind of excited for the draft. I don't want to be excited for the draft, so I'm kind of excited for the draft. I want to see what the Giants do. Um, I'm not gonna like. Stand by and watch. I'll just get updates on my phone. Yeah. Um, but that's probably top of my list. And then after that is I'm most excited for the weather to actually start getting warm so that I can actually go to games. I don't do games before. Yeah. I don't do games in April in the Northeast. Okay. It's insane. All right. All right. Well, you know what I need to get you? I need to get you like um like an umbrella for your hat. I know that you have an all black Mets hat. So we're going to invest in that. And we are going to, uh, we yeah, we're going to do that. And then we're just going to book you a flight down to sunny South Florida because it is beautiful and 80 degrees every single That's it. Day. Mets Marlins. Oh, when? I, well, they're going there soon, I think. Well, well it's a date. It's a Let's date. Go. All right. Let's Mets go. Mets Marlins. I got to look Marlins. at the schedule, but yeah, it should be. Yeah, look at the schedule. I can give you some JetBlue points and uh, we can hook it up. Boom. And then Greg comes. And, and then Greg we- comes. And we already have all of the better edge. Um, we got mugs. We got cards. We can throw a uh, like a watch party. We can we can actually do some fun stuff. Better edge meeting. Better Boom. edge meeting. Let's do it. Boom. I know Greg. Oh. Greg needs those tax write-offs for the company. I know. <laughs> we'll get it done. All I have to do is just establish LLC down here. And then, you know, and, and I'll just I'll just funnel all the money through you. See you guys later. <laughs>